This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, welcome to our episode on strategy. I'm asking you, the listeners, how much time you ever put into the idea of a strategy or being strategic. We totally want you to tweet us at Wildcat Dojo. All one word, guys. And let us know. I already asked everybody here, and we've talked about it quite a bit. We realized that when we thought of being strategic, we thought mostly of war and corporations, which is why today's guest is a perfect fit. So the first thing I'm going to do here is introduce Shelby. Hey, everyone. She's been on before in one of our most popular episodes, our 25th episode exactly, and she's Landon's mom and Jackie's daughter. Correct. But she also has a degree in corporate strategies. Did I get that right, Shelby? Yes. um, Studied marketing and competitive strategy, actually. Ooh, that sounds so much more fun than corporate. Certainly does. We sure are glad to have you here today. Thanks. I'm glad to be here as well. Thanks for fitting it into your schedule. We are recording on Thanksgiving weekend, so everything is a little off-center, isn't it, when you're on a holiday weekend? Especially when you're on the sugar high from all the desserts on Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's funny. And just in case you didn't know it, that was Jackie. I'm Jackie. And Landon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. If you don't know I'm Sensei Michelle, you got to listen to another episode. (laughs) Or many. Right? (laughs) Well, they could have just jumped into this one as the first one. That would be odd, but it could happen. You never know. When we start listening to podcasts, we don't start at the first one. Not usually. We started the one that pops up in our screen for whatever reason. That's true. It sounds like it's part of your strategy to ensure that everybody knows who the host is. Ah, (laughs) Look at that. Is there such a thing as accidental strategy? Because I'd be an expert at that. (laughs) An accidental strategist. It sounds like a movie. It probably will be. All righty. Does anybody want to add anything about the 25th episode or any of those things before I push? It was an awesome episode. And it was the springboard for other people writing us and tweeting us about their experiences with mindfulness. So yeah. I consider it a pivotal episode in our uh, in our group. I agree. Okay, let's go ahead and get into this strategy thing a little bit, shall we? Yes. I started this research by thinking about the actual definition of the word and Landon looked it up for me. Well, Sensei, Dictionary.com says that strategy is as basic as this, a plan of action to achieve a major overall aim. Okay, but I'm going to add, and Sensei Michelle, this justifies your earlier assumptions about war, that the synonym finder that we both use by J.I. Rodale uses these synonyms for strategy, generalship, military science, martial art, tactics, and logistics. Okay. First off, do we all four agree that it is weird that the synonym finder only uses military type words? For strategy? Yeah. Do you guys all agree with that? Yes, because they're taking away a very large part of what strategy really is. Or could be. Could be. Do you guys agree with that too, that that was weird? Surprising. Oh, good. I like her word. But it does lead us to the wonderful Peter Urban saying, plan your work and work your plan. I love that saying. We've brought that up numerous times throughout our 50-something podcasts. Yes. Okay. So like often happens when I start looking at things, it turns out to have a much broader application than I originally expect. And it should be fun to investigate this a little bit. 
And I'd like to start, Shelby, by asking you if you have a book that stands out in your mind about strategy. Well, it's interesting because there are many books out there that talk about probably the traditional nature of strategy and some of the themes that you've already touched on. However, one of the books that I like the most actually is one that dispels some of the myths of traditional corporate strategy and reminds us that, yes, you have to have a plan, but in fact, you have to be prepared to adjust that plan at any given moment. And that in and of itself is strategic. We certainly know that from the year we've all been in where the plans we had at the beginning of 2020 most certainly had to be adjusted, (laughs) despite the fact that we thought we had a good strategy for the year. The 2020 calendar was the worst purchase of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you there, Landon, because my 2019 life was so properly routined in my teaching world that I didn't need to write down when and where I had to be when and where. But in my teaching life in 2020, not only did I have to write down where I had to be, but Since June, I have had to text parents every single day to tell them today is this day and it's your karate day. Even now in November, all these months later, they write me thank you because I'd already forgotten because it's so off kilter. So my calendar has been a godsend (laughs) this year. All right. So we found a book. It's way, way older because it was written in 1980 by a man named Michael Porter, and it's called Competitive Strategy. Two sensei, and in it, he highlighted leadership, differentiation, and focus as the three pillars for corporate success. And sensei, do you agree with me that we're okay with the words leadership and focus, but what do they mean about differentiation? I do agree with you, Landon. And now you know why we ask Shelby here. (laughs) (laughs) Can you help us out with that one? Absolutely. Well, if you think about especially a corporate strategy, or really any strategy to be successful, if it is exactly the same as another company, then in fact, where does the success get derived from? Differentiation is what makes the strategy unique from another, ultimately what makes it then competitive, then finding the success. So for example, if all products were made exactly the same, it would be hard to have any kind of a competitive advantage. So the differentiation is actually what gives you that advantage. So it's your niche. Exactly. Wow. I love when I learn new things. Me too. So it turns out you are a lifesaver, Shelby. Thank you so much. Do you want to add any last words on corporate strategy before we keep pushing? The one thing that I have learned is that the best strategy is the one that knows exactly what it's solving for. I always say, You have to ask a good question to have a good plan. So being really specific about what your strategy is in fact solving for is really quite important to the strategy itself. Ooh, wow. That's good stuff, guys. And I think really helpful for just daily life. I do. I I do. Have you considered, Shelby, that, you know, everything that you do in a uh, corporate life is applicable to your daily life? Oh, absolutely. We could take it, throw it back to the mindfulness episode, right? If I said to myself, well, I want to have a plan for creating more focus and balance in my life. So what question am I asking myself? I'm saying, how can I create more focus and balance for myself is the specific question that I would ask, allowing me then to have a specific strategy or a specific plan to address that question. So you can apply that to anything, you know, in life rather than just saying, how can I create a mindfulness strategy? Well, to do what? 
It's to create focus and balance in my life. You have to know the outcome that you seek before you start to create the plan. I love it. I I think we could just stop right here and call it a day. (laughs) But we won't. No, because we have to plan for each hour. We're going to move on to two famous books dedicated to strategies in warfare. But before we do, can we mention Honor Athletics? They have an awesome strategy for martial arts supply. (laughs) Now that we're turning into the holidays, it might be a good time to buy something, right? For sure. And you can be strategic with what you buy because there's such a wide range of things that they have. Once you determine the needs of the person you're buying for. All right, all right. It's a commercial. Let's push. (laughs) Tell them how to get in touch. You can visit them at honorathletics.com or call them at 770-945-5150. And don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo on checkout. That would really help me out, guys. You get a 10% discount and I get credit for you going into the place. So that was fun. But I truly believe that I'm going to have more fun with these books about war. I don't know. It sounds kind of depressing to me. I thought that it would be depressing, but you'll see it's really not. Okay. Start us out, Sensei Jackie. Okay. I think I'll start with the Book of Five Rings. I'm reminding you guys that we already discussed this book when we did the podcast on Musashi. True. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that episode from the first week of June in 2020. You know what, Shelby? We had heard many times that they use this book often as a corporate business strategy manual. Did that come up when you were in school? I haven't read it myself, although I'm not surprised that this would be a motivation for corporate business strategy because often we do draw from history and we certainly draw from learnings uh, from military and war, in fact, to determine corporate strategy. I didn't know that. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, we should bring everybody up to speed on the book. We'll do a quick round robin with a few highlights. Sounds like a plan? Us. Sounds good, Sensei. All right. You're up first, Landon. All right. Here's one. Stay calm in the midst of chaos. Just for the record, we're kind of in the midst of chaos here because we keep having planes, trains, and automobiles go by while we're recording. So true. So how's our calmness level? I'm even. I am calm. Those planes, trains, and automobiles are are being strategic to ruin Wildcat Dojo conversations. But we will not be ruined. We will persevere. And I'm going to go completely off topic and go to the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know why? Yes. It's a Thanksgiving movie. It is. He's coming out. I know. With it. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're recording in chaos. And that um, movie is about Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get back on track. I know you're surprised. Okay. And I'm going to add... Allow for disorder in times of order, which frankly sounds a lot like the one right before it. Uh, Yes, it does. Those are interesting, but how about this one? Know when to confront, and when doing so, allow for rhythm, state of mind, physical advantage and disadvantage, and of course, persevere. Those are all things you use in the corporate world, rhythm, state of mind, advantage and disadvantage, right, Shelby? Absolutely. Okay. And I want to finish this one up with the idea that it is also mentioned to remember to make eye contact. Now, see, I think that one's a little out of place because that comes into play when you're one-on-one with someone where the earlier bullets seemed more broad spectrum. They seemed more like a team versus team thing. What do you guys think? Well, I'm curious if in 2020 with the advent of uh, Zoom and Microsoft Teams, when you have your video on, 
Can you see the other person's eyes well in a large group? I think that you can. And in fact, it's interesting because I believe that the eye contact you make over video, in fact, is making a lot of the difference to the connections that we have. And the absence of it is is really felt. Mm-hmm. One funny thing about video conferencing calls is that if you chat somebody and their videos on, you can see their direct reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Okay. So far, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying thinking about it. But it's time to move on to another legendary book that we never talked about yet, but that we very much love called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. May I start this one? Please do. No one really knows when this book was written, but most think it was written between 475 and 221 BCE. Doesn't the fact that people still use it as the strategic manual mean that it's true? There's nothing new under the sun and moon? I think it does mean that what was old is new again, right? Yes. Us. When I researched people's opinion on this book and how the points relate to modern life, I landed on a newspaper article that was published in the irishtimes.com, which by in itself is so cool. Yes. And the article was written by General David Petraeus. Hmm. When I read that, I wanted to look up the general, and I found out he spent 37 years in the army and also served as the director of of the CIA. I'm not sure, though, what president he was under. Let's see. Well, obviously, multiple presidents. A lot of them. (laughs) He was the director of the CIA from 2011 to 2012. Okay, so clearly this guy knows what's going on. Let's see what we have to say, okay? Yes. As Jackie alluded to, The Art of War is known as the most highly regarded book on the strategy of war ever written. It wasn't translated into English until the beginning of the 20th century, which I find that to be very weird. But that's not my most fun fact. What's your most fun fact? It's pop culture. And you know, I kind of like pop culture. They refer to this book all the time on NCIS Los Angeles. (laughs) Isn't that a fun fact? I think so. Well, we all know that I wouldn't know because uh, (laughs) I'm TV and movies yet again. But I'll bring us into the book. It's divided into chapters and calculations, starting a battle, planning an attack, and using spies, which are pretty straightforward. That's true, Landon. But then he also has chapters that aren't as clearly defined, like form, circumstance, the empty and the solid, armies contending, the nine variations and Attack with Fire. Hey, don't you guys hope that some of our listeners have read the book and they write us with some of their favorite chapters or passages? Yes, I do. Let's tell them how. You want to start that out, Landon? We're all over the web at Wildcat Dojo on our website, wildcatdojo.com, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can email us at dojoconversations at aol.com. And I'm going to remind them that Wildcat Dojo is all one word, and Dojo is spelled D-O-J-O. We haven't mentioned that in a few episodes. Yes. Now let's get down to some of the highlights from the article. It is a massive amount of information. So what we're going to do is just read out some of the bullets, and then we'll pick our favorites and talk about ones that we think, you know, are relevant to our own lives. Okay, guys? Yes. Yes, Sensei. Can I go first? Please do it. Know thy enemy and know thyself. In a hundred battles, you will never be defeated. I like that. Interesting. And here's one that I really relate to. The best strategy is the one that brings victory without fighting. Cool. 
I bet that Landon and Aiden would appreciate that that would be a theme for me. Let's find it. <laughs> Let's Aiden's my sister, for those of you who don't know. Let's find a path forward together without the fight. Landon, will you take the next one? Us. Prepare for a response from the enemy other than the one that is most likely. All right. I'm going to take know the terrain better than the enemy. First off, I'm going to say, I think what they mean is know the terrain better than the enemy knows the terrain. Uh, and secondly, I'm going to say, even though I just said we're waiting to the end to discuss all these, I quickly want to mention that General Petraeus actually discussed how difficult this was at the beginning of urban fighting in the Middle East. Ah, uh, Yeah, to adapt to that terrain took time and unfortunately casualties. And it does lead nicely to the one, adjust the plan constantly and avoid being predictable. Oh, I love that one. I do too. I said, say, it also leads to learn from your mistakes. Okay. How about this one? Conceal and deceive. Ooh. <laughs> Remember when we were saying that the chapter on form wasn't clear? Yes, uh, for yes, sure. Yes, I do remember. Well, obviously, it's about formations because the quote is, the most refined form to give your troops is being without form or invisible. If they are invisible, a well-concealed spy cannot spy on them and a wise man cannot make plans against them. First off, now I see what you mean about forms and formations. Yes. But secondly, boy, that one's complicated. Extremely. Right? Yes. I'm going to go for something way more simple. You ready? Yes. Get in and get out. Ah. <laughs> Prolonged war drains resources and morale. And by the way, this article had an aside about war in modern times, about terrorism, and a revision of that specific adage to create a sustainable dollar and casualty amount. That's kind of creepy, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to move to the importance of the commander. A general is a buttress of the state. A sensei, and I looked up buttress, thinking it was where everything stopped or led to, and it's defined as a projecting support of stone or brick built against a wall. So basically, the buttress is where the buck stops. Yes. And so he's saying it's the leader who will take responsibility, don't you think? I do think that's what he's saying. I'll keep going because that leads nicely to this. If the upper and lower ranks want the same thing, you will win. Yes, it does. And it also goes with this one. The importance of being able to take the goal of the upper level and create a tactical plan, which is a mid-level plan, to carry it out. Okay. I see all the complications, don't you guys? Very much so. But we have two more. One is be unorthodox. Use irregular methods. Do the unexpected. Us, for sure. And we even do that in karate. Yeah, we do. I've definitely uh, been told, don't keep doing the same strike and sparring. (laughs) Don't start with that every time. Okay, I'm going to take this last one. I love this one because it relates to elements which Musashi mentions. Here it is. Rushing like the wind, slow stirring like the fire, immobile like a mountain. They are as hard to know as shadows. They move like rolling thunder. Okay, I just have to stop one second and say, it is so hard for me to believe that this was written 2,000 years ago. Sun Tzu was a brilliant man, and I can't even imagine what he was thinking that his works would be read 2,000 years from the time he wrote them. And so relevant. And so relevant. And can I go into a little fun thing? Do we all think that what there is a college football team that they call the Rolling Thunder? Let me look. Marshall University. 
Oh, where's that? Is it in Texas? In is it like Hunt- West Virginia? Huntington, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yes, I win. <laughs> I'm going to punch her. And I did do it. Somebody has a competitive spirit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's where Aiden gets it from. <laughs> oh, come on. There's nobody in this podcast today or in the lives that we know that isn't just slightly competitive. Well, that's true. Okay. Now we're going to go back and we're each going to pick one favorite. And and Shelby, I believe your favorite we already discussed, didn't we? Yes. I like the one that talked about the best strategy is the one that brings victory without the fading. Because I actually believe that it's often about the relationship, the connection, right, that we might have that allows us to solve things together before we have to fight for them. I like that one too. I do too. I think it's really relevant in daily life. And oftentimes I'll hear myself say to myself, what's more important, the point of this argument or the person I'm standing across from? Oh, I love that. Right? And then I I know the answer. I mean, it's not rocket science, which I don't know why people always say that. (laughs) Now I really am off concept. Is that the word? No. Off something. Off my rocker? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back on track, Miss Jackie. Where are you going? I'm going to go know yourself better than you know your enemy. And I think that that is relevant to finding out who you are before you decide to fight. And also the Machiavellian quote to keep your enemy at your table so that you actually know both of yourselves very well. Cool. I have a lot of favorites, but I've decided to land with do the unexpected because I I do think that strategically it is a powerful move. But also, I think it teaches a person how to expect the unexpected. We've talked about that many times in the podcast, and we also learned it, expect the unexpected from Peter Urban, not just Master Collegian. And also, over the years, we've tweaked it to be try to treat the expected and the unexpected the same. Also, very, very tricky to do, right? So tricky. Us. All right, Landon, I think that I made a good segue here for you because even though I used a Sun Tzu, you're going to go off Sun Tzu to another quote that we've mentioned today, aren't you? Oh, so you led me in perfectly. Peter Urban's saying, plan your work and work your plan. It's a perfect one. Who doesn't love it? And what a wonderful way to bring this to a close, isn't it? It is because is the strategy not a plan? That's what they're telling us. That's all it is to put the plan in place and then follow it and adjust along the way, right? Yes. Okay. This has been very much fun. I've enjoyed it. I totally look forward to the episode where we not only discuss how to apply some of these things in our own life, but we're also going to have yet another guest, Sensei Greg's going to come back for us because he was a competitive chess player, which everybody knows is a big strategic event. He should have an interesting perspective. Yes, he should. I love that. That one will be one I will look forward to listening to. All right. Before we close out, I want to remind everybody to please listen, subscribe, review us, and tell your friends. You can find us everywhere they have podcasts, guys. And with that, I'll start out with a big thanks to Shelby. And I want to say, Shelby, I learned so much from your your comments today. Oh my gosh, I did too. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy my time talking and chatting and learning from you all. Any last words on strategies for us? Have them, think through them, but be willing to adjust them. Perfect. A double (laughs) thumbs up on that Uh, one. Wow. 
Start me out with the goodbyes, Mr. Landon. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Bye. This is Jackie. See you next time. And with that, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.